BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Megan's dad, Thomas Merkel, is rushed to the hospital. Prince Andrew is back in the royal schedule. Will he also be part of the Jubilee? And Kate Middleton finds herself in a funny situation with Tom Cruise. I'm Jack Royston, Newsweek's royal correspondent. And I'm Kristen Meinzer, a royal watcher based in the U.S. And this is Newsweek's Royal Report. Hello, Jack. Hello, listeners. Hello, horses in the stables with the Queen. Welcome to the show. We are kicking things off today with some news about Meghan Markle's dad, Thomas Markle. Yes, Thomas Markle was rushed to hospital with stroke-like symptoms on Tuesday. This was just days before he was going to fly to London for the Queen's Platinum Jubilee to show his respects, and he hoped meets his grandchildren. No doubt certain members of the public will call for Meghan to visit her dad in the hospital, but... I got to say, Jack, that feels totally unthinkable after everything that has happened between the two. Um, The list is very, very long. But most recently, Thomas launched a YouTube channel with Carl Larson, the photographer who took those widely circulated photos of Harry and Meghan at a California polo match recently. And uh, surprise, that YouTube channel is completely dedicated to criticizing the Sussexes. Yes, the most recent episode was a particularly uh, bizarre one. Um, and Larson basically told Thomas Markle that he'd been driving past Meghan's mother's house, uh, Doria, so that's Thomas's ex-wife, uh, saw that the neighbouring house was up for sale, went inside. He said that he could hear children in the backyard, which is obviously going to make people think of Archie and Lilibet. And he actually tried to persuade Thomas to buy the house. He said they could go in together and then rent it out. They could record the show there and then rent it out on Airbnb to fans of the show. So obviously, if that ever happened, what it would have meant was all these people who despise Meghan and Harry would have been staying next door to Meghan's mother, Doria. Uh, Yes, very stalkery, but uh, hats off to you, Jack, because you actually talked with Larson to find out how much of this is true. What did he actually hear in the backyard? But Larson said he was, quote, I was just actually making fun. I did not hear Archie and Lilibet. I said I heard kids' noises, to be honest with you. I don't want to start the rumor any further than this. It was to make the show interesting, actually. So uh, Larson admitted he was, you know, kind of exaggerating. He was, you know, not necessarily telling the truth on all of this. He wasn't necessarily trying to stalk Doria, uh, even though that's what it sounded like on his YouTube channel. But, of course, it does not stop there between um, Thomas and Meghan because uh, Meghan's father has said that he will, in fact, give evidence on behalf of her half-sister, Samantha Markle. Samantha Markle is suing Meghan for libel. Um, And so, I mean, Thomas Markle suggested he might see Meghan, he might see Harry, maybe even the grandkids in court. Obviously, I hate to break it to you, Thomas, probably wouldn't happen. Uh, (laughs) I'm not sure that Archie and Lily would turn up to court and Meghan and Harry probably wouldn't be there at the same time as you. But... But anyway, the point is, um, it's going to be very difficult for Megan to uh, say anything warm, I think, about Thomas in that context. Yeah, I mean, there is a lot to unpack here, Jack. 
Starting with the big question, and I'm sorry if I sound very insensitive here, but the first thought I had when this news broke was, is this stroke even real? Is it just me? Or does the timing of this all echo what happened in the lead up to Harry and Meghan's wedding? As we all know, in that instance, Thomas was working with the paparazzi. He was working with the tabloids. Then he claimed to have a heart attack just days before he was supposed to walk Meghan down the aisle. Does he just claim to be sick every time he is about to meet the queen? What is going on here? Yeah, so that that was all part of the saga in way back in May 2018 in the run up to the royal wedding. I mean, the one thing I guess I would say for Thomas on that score is I think didn't he eventually produce receipts um, of his, I think quite literal receipts of his hospital stay and all the medication he was prescribed. He did produce evidence that he was in the hospital or in hospital, as you say on your side of the pond. But um, (laughs) he did not actually um, necessarily have, you know, diagnostic stuff that he revealed as far as I remember. He didn't actually say, here's a doctor's note saying you had a heart attack. Do you know what? I am I'm inclined to give him the benefit of the doubt just because health is such a serious thing. And if it turned out that this was, you know, the start of a episodic decline in his health, I would just personally would just not want to have, you know, been chucking cold water on him from from afar. But, you know, equity it is a, such a huge coincidence it's almost four years exactly since the mm-hmm. whole tobacco ahead of the royal wedding um and that was the moment that the relationship between thomas and megan was just absolutely torn to pieces and they haven't actually spoken since except for the letters they exchanged yeah i mean yeah i again i don't want to be callous about this it just it does look suspicious as you said almost exactly four years to the day, you know, it's just so similar to what was happening there. If indeed he has suffered a stroke, uh, we wish him a speedy recovery. We don't want anybody to, you know, have to suffer through a stroke or all of the side effects after a stroke. But also, I mean, I can understand if Megan might not want to now fly to him and, you know, check in on him on the in, in the hospital because, who knows what will greet her when she gets there? You know, well, I'm, I'm guessing it'll be lots of paparazzi, probably Carl Larson, his co-host on well, his YouTube channel. Yeah, Carl Larson and Samantha Markle, I think. And uh, I'm sure Samantha Markle has quite a lot she'd like to say to Megan. So <clears throat> I find it very difficult to see Megan actually turning up to hospital and seeing him for exactly that reason. And I, I think one really important piece of background is obviously Megan told her, or it all came out in Megan's court case with the Mail on Sunday, that the royals had been virtually begging her to go uh, to Mexico to see Thomas um, in the few months after the royal wedding. So in August 2018, um, and she she wouldn't do it because she was worried about being photographed. She The paparazzi were camped outside his house and um, she just said, it's not going to work, anything's going to get leaked. Um, so if she wasn't willing to go then, back in August 2018, uh, I cannot for the life of me see how she is going to go and physically turn up in hospital now when all the same factors are present. Yeah, and maybe even more factors, because how many times now has Thomas gone on the record just to say terrible things about Megan? He's called her a liar in the press. He has sided with, you know, his older daughter. He has, you know, launched this YouTube channel. He's essentially, he and Samantha have essentially made a career out of just throwing Megan under the bus over and over and over again. So, you know, 
it's not the same as the lead up to the royal wedding. It's way worse right now. Way, way worse. I don't know if I would want to go see the father who's made a career out of abusing me in the press. I don't think I would want to. So the next question then is, does she release a statement? Like, Does she say something warm here? What do you think? She did say in, in 2018, Kensington Palace released a, a warmly worded statement about Thomas Markle's health. But obviously, like you said, at that point, all of this kind of stuff, all of these negative interviews hadn't happened yet. All the stuff that Thomas has been saying about her at that point, he'd, br- he'd mostly kept his mouth shut. Mm. If they do release a statement this time, I think it will be very measured. And uh, it, it may just say something, you know, please respect our privacy. We, uh, you know send regards to Megan's father with uh, his health. Something very, very brief along those lines. I don't think it would be anything more detailed than that, honestly. Yeah, okay. Um, and if she if she doesn't, then obviously she's going to be in Britain fairly soon for the Jubilee. We don't know exactly what Harry and Megan are going to, but they will be out in public. I mean, do you think that they will be able to... Do you think this will be a short thing where she'll be able to put it behind her, or is this going to be in the press constantly for that week that they're in Britain? Well, I think if Thomas and Carl Larson have their way, I think this will be in the press for as long as they possibly can keep it in the press. Uh, I know I sound a little insensitive here the way I'm talking about this, but I just don't trust these guys. I don't trust Thomas Markle at all. And he loves publicity. He loves to, you know, hold on to those headlines. He does. But what do you think, Jack? I think the one thing I would say, he thinks he seems in bad health to me when he's been on his YouTube channel. His his health has declined massively in the four years since the royal wedding. And you can hear it in his voice when he talks. He's a very morose man these days as well when you see him on camera. Um, and I think even back in 2018, there were he, even before he actually had the heart attack, um, there were concerns within the family about his health and whether his health would be good enough for, way back then for him to travel to Britain. Personally, I could see this being uh, this being true and this being a real incident. And often they can doctors can tell whether somebody has had a stroke or not because you you can perform a scan on the brain, which uh, which will tell you. Um, I I definitely hear what you're saying, but I mean, I would not, I you know, I would not bet against Thomas Markle's health being in a bad place because he does kind of exude that when you see him on camera. Mm. I'll be honest with you. I try not to watch him on camera usually. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Thomas Markle's made it pretty clear where what he's going to do because obviously we know in the past uh, in the court case with the Mail on Sunday, he issued a witness statement in which he accused Megan in the letter that she famously sent him in August 2018 of showing no concern for his health after his heart attack. Um, saying she didn't say she loved him, um, she didn't ask him how he was, all of that kind of stuff. So I think most likely we will see all of all of those kind of points being made again. Obviously, the Queen's health is going to be a big discussion point throughout the Jubilee. So there'll probably be um, efforts made to draw a comparison between uh, Thomas Markle's health problems and the Queen's health problems. Um, mm. So that is the kind of context that Harry and Meghan are going to be fielding in whatever events they do go to. And we don't know exactly how 
how exposed to the public themselves Harry and Meghan are going to be, whether they're going to be out getting face to face with ordinary people in Britain, um, you know, as they they might do if they, uh, you know, if they went to, say, the Epsom Derby, where there's going to be like ordinary people everywhere. Versus if they go to the service of Thanksgiving at St. Paul's on the Friday, that will be a much more private event. There'll be much, you know, there's, it's much less likely that they're going to see ordinary members of the public who might choose to take issue with the way that they've behaved, uh, you know, if people are inclined to do so. Mm. Wow. We're all going to have our eyes on Meghan and Harry in a few days. I'm so curious to see what will. Uh, transgress with them and with Thomas. We, we shall see. All right. We're going to take a quick break. But before we do, a reminder to rate us and review us in Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite shows. When we're back, Prince Andrew is back on the royal schedule. Hi, everyone. We're back with our second story of the day, just months after settling his sexual abuse case and being stripped of his HRH designation. Prince Andrew is back on the royal schedule. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded, too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Jill. <sighs> yes, indeed. This week it was revealed that Andrew is expected to appear alongside the Queen for Garter Day at Windsor Castle on June 13th. The Duke of York will take part in the ceremony alongside other senior royals on what is one of the most important ceremonies in the royal calendar. He will attend Garter Day ceremonies as a royal knight, and his name will also appear in the next day's court circular. So we're not just talking about attendance, we're talking about kind of a celebration of him as a knight. Yeah, that's absolutely right. I mean, what is a knight if not somebody who is supposed to be revered and respected and treated as important? Um and, you know, Garter Day has a history that dates back 700 years um, to the time of King Edward II. Uh, it's what, it's a, an extremely uh, iconic annual event. You may have seen photos of it. The outfits in particular are very striking, grand velvet robes, and hundreds of people gather to watch. Now, the timing of this is interesting because news of Andrew's expected attendance at Garter Day comes uh, at the same time it was confirmed the Queen will not take the royal salute at Trooping the Colour next month for the first time in 70 years, and at the same time that she continues to delegate responsibility to senior members of the firm. So this is really interesting. We're getting announcements that there's less of the Queen, but as far as which royals to you know have out there front and center, Andrew? Really? <laughs> Andrew? Come on. 
Yes, I think this is getting a bit ridiculous now, isn't it? I mean, we heard just in uh, in January the Royal saying that he was not going to be a public figure, that he wasn't going to be taking part in public events, and here he is. Uh, he's for the second time since then. He's going to be in public on show in a context that's clearly supposed to present him as a kind of respectable person, when really he isn't. He's not a respectable person. And this Garter Day is so close after the Jubilee. The Jubilee is the second, third, fourth, uh, and fifth of. June and then it's uh, it's it's mid June that we then move into God's Day June thirteen I think um, and uh, that's that's such proximity that I think it's getting to the stage now with Andrew where he's not just tarnishing the reputation of the royal family he's actually tarnishing the reputation of Britain and so I'm starting to question Kristen whether it's getting to the stage now where the government should intervene and actually remove him from the line of succession and strip him of his dukedom and his prince title uh, almost irrespective of whether the Queen and the royal family agree. Well, I'm just curious, Jack, how does this keep happening? Who is making this decision to put this guy front and center at these events? I mean, come on. If I were anywhere on the team, you know, I'm I'm talking everyone from Camilla to the PR reps, everybody inside the castle, like who's making this decision? Is it the queen who's making the decision to put him front and center? Is it Charles? Who's doing this? I can just see what Andrew would have said about it. He'll have said, oh, I'm a, I'm a knight of the order of the garter. I have a right to attend. If I have that title, I have a right to be there. And that makes me think that there's probably a good chance that we'll see Andrew during the Jubilee as well, because if he's making that case about Garter Day, then what's to stop him making the exact same case about something like the Epsom Derby? I mean, there's going to be members of the public at the Epsom Derby. You know, what's to stop Andrew just saying, well, you know, you have no right to stop me going to this event that I have the right to be at. So I think we'll see him. I think he'll be there. But seriously, who's letting him do this? <laughs> I really want to know. Like, I, I, I would be like, no, you're not. Andrew, you're going to stay home. You're going to hang out with your teddy bear with the necklace or do whatever you're doing. You know, you're not going to be on parade. You're not going to be holding the queen's hand. You're not going to be front and center here. You, just stay home. Play with you- your toys. Do whatever you do. You've got to think that the royal family's advisors are telling him to stay home. And I mean, yeah, like, you know, what's the Queen saying about this? I guess the buck stops with her. Um, And it's difficult to see Prince Charles being the one arguing for Andrew to be there. Um, Because Prince, as I think we've discussed before on this show, Charles was trying to get him, uh, you know, sort of squeeze him out of the fold way back in the 90s before the Epstein thing had ever happened. So I can't picture it being Charles and I can't picture it being William and I can't picture it being any member of staff who works for the royal family, which kind of does just leave one person left. Um, obviously, the Queen is 96, and um, she, her, you know, her memories of Prince Andrew overwhelmingly are going to come from her personal experiences of him. But needless to say, she has to realize now that this has gone beyond the pale. Jack, here's what I hope happens. I, I hope that all these moments when we supposedly are expecting Andrew to show up, that instead, the Queen just shows up. The Queen has been surprising the public lately. For example, she did show up at that opening of the railway line being named after her, the new Elizabeth line recently. So maybe every time Andrew is on the schedule, surprise, the Queen will show up instead. Oh, that I sounds personally great. love that. 
Yeah, I think a lot of people would feel happy about that. Definitely, definitely. And I, I have a feeling we're going to actually see after that Elizabeth Line event. I, I kind of feel like we are going to see more of the Queen than we were expecting. I mean, she she could feasibly appear on all four days of the Jubilee weekend, and they, I, I could almost see it happening. You know, she loves the horse racing, so I'm sure she would absolutely love to be at Epsom on the Saturday. Um, and that obviously is Lilibet's birthday, so who knows? Maybe mm-hmm. Meghan and Harry will be there too. Um, the service of Thanksgiving in her honour. I mean, she, I think, will really want to do that. She obviously did the memorial to Prince Philip in uh, in March, so that obviously bodes well for her to be being able to cope with that format of sitting in church. Um, and yeah, I mean, the balcony at Trooping the Colour. Uh, she's obviously not going to do the salute as it, which is part of the ceremony, but I think there's a very strong chance she'll do the balcony appearance at Trooping the colour um and then there might obviously be a second balcony appearance on the sunday which you know if she stays in london for for pretty much most of the time then yeah i mean it is just kind of going out onto the balcony in the place where you're staying in your house very big house but you know a house nonetheless i do that all the time at my house i go out on my balcony (laughs) it's right off my bedroom and then i just you know wave at the birds or the neighbors whoever sees me out there do you do the regal wave do you do the kind of queens (laughs) i wish i could wave as well as the queen does she really has a special way about it but yeah it's mostly just the wrist right she holds up the elbow she kind of just twists the wrist a little bit yeah yeah it's kind of like a rolling wave isn't it it's yeah it kind of tumbles out (laughs) (laughs) but yes I, i i do agree with you it seems like not that much effort to go out on the balcony she doesn't necessarily have to be like paraded around everywhere in the same way that she was in the past but you know just go on the balcony for a minute or two wave at her subjects it would be great if she did that and yeah if that second balcony appearance happens please also i am still keeping my fingers crossed please no andrew there either no andrew on the balcony ever yeah, I can't see Andrew getting on the balcony. And that does that does make it, I think, even if there is a second balcony appearance on the Sunday, I think that makes it very difficult for the royals to invite Harry and Meghan because if Harry and Meghan come to the second balcony appearance, Andrew's going to want to come. And he has, this is the thing about him, is because he's in Windsor and the Queen is in Windsor. He can just sort of, you know, there's this thing that was actually mentioned in the Tina Brown book that if, you can, if they can sit down with the Queen face-to-face without staff present, members of the royal family can just kind of persuade her into stuff. And I think that that's how Andrew has been getting into all of these things. He just wanders around there in Windsor and just talks her into it when she's when her guard's down because there's no staff present. Mumsy, I love you. Let's go on the balcony together, Mumsy. It's uncanny. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's that's exactly how he said it. (laughs) That's exactly how he sounds. Yes. All right, we're going to take one more quick break. But before we do, a reminder to follow us on Twitter. I'm at Kristen Meinzer. Jack is at Jack underscore Royston. He always has the latest news, royal updates, his stories for Newsweek there, and so do I. When we're back, a funny moment between Kate Middleton and Tom Cruise. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, 
Father Brown and Death in Paradise, plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Hi, everyone. We are back with just a quick hit on Tom Cruise and Kate Middleton sitting in a tree. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. Just kidding. No, I'll let you take this, Jack. Yes, Kate and Will attended the premiere of Top Gun Maverick last week in London's Leicester Square. It was marking the 72nd royal film performance, which raised money for the film and TV charity, um, which the Queen is patron of. Um, and when the royals arrived on the carpet, there was a uh, there was a model fighter jet. They were greeted by Tom Cruise. And there was what I can only describe as a piece of royal jujitsu. <laughs> so breaching royal protocol not only did tom cruise you know nod to and acknowledge kate before prince william presented her he then took her hand as she climbed a flight of stairs to greet a lineup of cast members that's right tom cruise and kate middleton holding hands but kate has been i'm sure in this kind of situation before and she knew exactly what to do and she switched her clutch bag from one hand to the other in between the first flight of stairs and the second flight of stairs meaning that tom cruise couldn't do the same trick again so she was perfectly free to just climb the second flight of stairs by herself which of course she was perfectly capable of doing in in the first place I will confess here, I would not be capable of doing that because she was also <laughs> holding up her, her long dress. You know, she's trying to not trip over her dress. She's holding her clutch. She's trying to look statuesque. She's trying to do all those things. If that were me, I would go tumbling down those stairs. I would be grateful that somebody was helping me up the stairs. Uh, but, you know, that's not the way it is with the royals. You're not supposed to just reach out and touch them. You're not supposed to do that. Uh the rules are quite different and, in my opinion, oftentimes very odd and arbitrary. This is a situation where I think what Tom was trying to do was chivalry. He was trying to do chivalry. It just, you know, the rules are different with these people. I do have one question, though, which is, was Tom Cruise trying to do chivalry to make Kate look good? Or was he trying to do chivalry to make himself look good? Or or was he trying to just be on theme with Top Gun Maverick <laughs> because the theme song for the movie performed by Lady Gaga is called Hold My Hand. Hold so My maybe, Hand, there you go. There yes, you go. maybe he was just trying to be keeping things on theme. I reckon he came up with it in the car. I think he was like, there's got to be a moment when I can do this. It's going to be fantastic. It will promote the film. I reckon he came up with it in the car, but I reckon Kate just actually just didn't want to do it. And do you know what? As a guy, I would just say that any man, just ask yourself, does this woman want me to touch her? Like, I just think that's a valid question that men should always ask themselves. Chivalry is important, but also it's an, it, like, it is kind of awkward. I feel like I've seen these moments in real life, not involving princesses, where a guy <laughs> has just kind of used the chivalric code to create some kind of artificial intimacy with a woman who's clearly not into it. But you, obviously you probably know infinitely more than me, Kristen. No, no. I, th I think your general rule is a good one. Don't touch a woman unless she you know, gives you consent to touch her. Yes, 100%. I am on board for that. But I am saying if somebody offered me their arm or their hand as I'm wearing a floor length gown, holding a clutch, trying to walk upstairs, I would take their arm. I would absolutely do it and I would be grateful for it. But I think you're right. It's the asking for consent first. Don't just reach out and grab somebody. Yes, I will fully agree with you on that. On that note, I will. Yes. 
And I do, I do just love the kind of like uh, the royal's playbook of how to negotiate these awkward situations. You know, I just love that she's just got the card in her back pocket that you switch the clutch bag over and then it, it nullifies <laughs> the awkwardness. Yes. I mean, if anything, if anyone should have offered to help her up the stairs, by the way, it should have been William. Come on. That's your husband. It should have been William. Yeah. But then also, I guess, yeah, it should have been William. I mean... Maybe she just wanted to walk up by herself, though. What do you? I know what you're saying that you know she's got the long gown, but she she handled the second staircase totally fine. Yeah, I think she's a little more graceful than I am. I, I would <laughs> have me. just like gone tumbling down both sets of stairs at that point. I, I would be on the ground. My dress would be over my head. It would not be a good look. It'd be very very bad. <laughs> I am I am grateful that I do not have to wear high heels. Yeah, it's uh, oh I, I could, yeah. I would didn't even be talk on... about the high heels. That too. Yeah. The gown, the high heels, and the clutch. Oh, that's a triple threat. It's too much. That is a triple threat. I, I wonder if they just do like practice runs in all the staircases at Kensington Palace. Oh, God. Pro- probably. They, they, they probably do lots of practice of things like walking and nodding, waving, all of the moves. How to make life harder than it needs to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jack, on that note... Shall we call it a day with this episode of The Royal Report? Let's call it a day. (laughs) Be sure to join us every other week when we visit the latest royal headlines, embark on some royal deep dives, and riff on all things royal. Until next time, I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I'm Jack Royston. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. And a curtsy to you all.